0: Hello and welcome to the Sports Technology Podcast. In this episode, we speak with Tarek Ahmed, co-founder of Sport Shadow, a company that collects and analyzes social media check-ins at sporting events. His PhD research in Colorado is focused on social media and sports, and that combination provides unique insight into a growing industry. We talk about what sort of sport-related information could be extracted from social media and potential value that can be added to the industry. Check out our website, sportstechnologypodcast.com, and follow us on Twitter at sportstechpod. Enjoy!
1: Um, hello and welcome to the Sports Technology Podcast. My name is Mike and with us today is Henry. Hello. And our guest today is Tarek. Uh, he's one of the co-founders of a company called Sports Shadow. And we're going to talk a little bit today with him about the, the company and how we got started with it. So Tarek, before before we kind of get into the company, do you want to just tell us a little bit
2: about yourself? Sure. And currently, I am a doctorate student at the University of Northern Colorado up in Greeley, which is about an hour north of Denver, um, studying sport administration. My research line is on sports and social media, and specifically, my doctoral dissertation is on social media and the NBA, specifically looking at how NBA teams, social media directors, use social media to connect with fans and engage with fans. Uh, I have a secondary line of research that is sports and location based services. So I look at how sports fans use Facebook places, Foursquare all kinds of different LDS services to connect with their favorite teams and their favorite venues. I uh, started the research earlier this year. I uh, did a white paper and an infographic earlier this summer on the research, and then that actually turned into Sportshadow, the website that uh, we'll be talking about.
0: What uh, what, what was your undergrad? Or how did you originally get interested in this sort of, this sort of line of uh, investigation?
2: Well, I started my doctorate. August of 2009 and my original line of research was actually going to be on Olympic sports and then after going through that I decided that wasn't for me and then I started looking more into something I wanted to do with the NBA I really like the NBA and I like the way that they've done things so it was actually going to be more along NBA sponsorship and then I actually just kind of started to use Facebook a little more started to use Twitter and started to use LinkedIn a little more at that time and then I decided, I had an epiphany one day that, hey, why don't I just do the NBA in social media? And in conjunction with that, the NBA does such a good job with social media, I thought it would be a good avenue to pursue. So, you know, went in head first, you know, really got heavy into Twitter using it, connecting with people, you know, started doing research that would be beneficial and really just kind of progressed from there. So I would say I've probably been doing the research for about a year and a half now. So probably started pretty heavily right in around that time. And then it's just progressed uh, as time went on.
1: Can you tell us a little bit about Sports Shadow and how you got started with that?
2: So Sports Shadow is a sport, a sport site that tracks check-ins at uh, stadiums and venues in the United States and a handful of stadiums throughout the world. So a friend of mine was at a conference earlier this year and heard a person from Facebook speaking about Facebook places, which is their check-in site. And that person said, the airports are the most checked in place on Facebook places and sports stadiums and venues are the number two most checked in place. I thought that was interesting. And then a few months ago, my brother, Nabil, who is the co-founder of Sports Shadow, went to a conference with Dennis Crowley, who is the co-founder of Foursquare. And someone asked him, hey, what are the most checked in places on Foursquare? And Dennis Crowley said airports are the number one most checked in place and then sports stadiums and venues are the number two most checked in place. So then right there, you have the two top companies that do LBS check-in services, both said airports are number one, sports venues are number two. So both of us thought, hey, you know, if nobody's servicing sports venues and location-based services, we might as well just go ahead and do it ourselves. So we actually thought of the idea, thought of the name. Uh, you know, I live in Colorado. My brother lives in New York. So what we actually did is that we actually drew up mock-ups on notebook pieces of paper, and we actually just emailed them to each other back and forth for a couple months, made some iterations, you know, add this, change this, drop this, whatever. And then after a couple months of that, then we started writing the code, getting it up. And then after a few months of running code, we tested it, you know, kind of like an alpha test, you know, under the radar. We didn't tell anyone about it. We started testing the site, started pulling all the check-ins for college football. We did it started testing at the first week of college football so that was the first week of september you know we looked at it we made changes we made adjustments we cleaned the code whenever we had to and then after a couple weeks or a few weeks of testing it we launched it live on friday october 7th of this year so about a little uh, almost two months from uh, two months from now so basically that's how it got started we created the site more of a need that you know people really like we said so many people check into sports venues and stadiums throughout the US and throughout the world but nobody was really servicing that so we decided to go ahead and create the site for that purpose
0: do you do you see this as uh, as a tool that you can use to conduct your research or as something that has like a result from your research if you know what I mean
2: yeah a little bit of both it's you know I started doing the research first and then this the website my brother and I created was spawn off of that but then in turn we can actually use the site to verify some of the research because you know you can do research and say wow i think a lot of people check into cowboy stadium where the dallas cowboys play but you know thinking and actually knowing are two completely different things now that we've created the site and we can say wow 5,000 people checked into the game on sunday now we know for a fact that so many people checked in so i really think That not only can it help the research, but it can in turn create further research as well.
1: So now that you have this information, I'd assume a big target of yours would be getting the actual teams and the people who run the stadiums this information if they're willing to kind of leverage this and see how they can better connect with the people that are checking into their venues.
2: That that is correct. Yeah, I think the big thing is that my brother Nabil and I, we try to put up some, or not some sites, but specific check-in specials that stadiums are offering and there's 120 fbs division one teams only one school which is texas tech offers a check-in special on foursquare and of the 32 nfl stadiums only one nfl stadium which is the washington redskins offer a check-in special on foursquare so really it's that you know you have all these people checking in by the thousands and thousands of every game you know might as well give them a reward you know either Discount off the concessions or discount off merchandise or you know, discounts on tickets to another game uh, and the white paper I did earlier this summer I touched on a few of those points uh, which I can send along to you guys and it talked about that so I think the key is that you know last year check-ins was cool It's like hey you know, check me out this I'm checking in here you know I'm at this cool place but this year in the year 2011 it's like all right I'm checking in now what it should be more like hey you have to give me something you know you have to give me you know give me a reason to check in you know just sharing a location is cool but hey if i'm at the stadium you know i'm going to spend three or four hours there you know give me 50 percent off of you know a coke or 20 percent off a hot dog or buy one get one free you know t shirts something like that so i think the key now it's to move people up to the next step and give people a reason to check in.
0: Have you been able to look at historical records of, of checking in or just kind of what's coming up currently?
2: Well, I mean, LDS hasn't been around for that long. I mean, really, right. the, the, the main, I mean, Foursquare launched in 2009. Facebook Places launched right in around the same time. So we weren't able to get any past check-ins. I mean, you can actually go to the pages. So, like, for example, you can just go to you know, social field, Foursquare page and you can see the total number of check-ins for people who checked in there or you can go to the Soldier Field Facebook Places page and it shows you the total number of people who checked in but it doesn't give you any further breakdown. We weren't really able to pull any past data but basically whenever we started pulling data from a certain game that would basically trigger it. So like with the NBA season starting Christmas Day, December 25th. We won't be able to get any check-ins before then, but from December 25th, 2011 and on, we'll be able to get those check-ins.
0: Do you, do you have any information now, or do you imagine you'll get information that suggests that the the sheer number of check-ins is is increasing rapidly, just, just all across the board? Or
2: Yeah, oh, I would definitely say it, it definitely is. We right. uh, were actually just announced earlier this week that they had passed 15 million users, and like six months ago, they had passed 10 million users. So I think that's a big increase as well. And just by, you know, you talked about past data in the last question. I've seen a little bit of, you know, data from before people checking into games, but it really wasn't that much. So actually I'll give you an example. Uh, Nabil, my brother and I went to a University of Oklahoma game last year. So November 13th, 2010. And on Foursquare total, there were like 57 people who checked in. Uh, this year, when we tracked University of Oklahoma's check-in data, there were an average of like 220 people per game that checked in on Foursquare. So even at that, such a small percentage or such a small time frame has definitely you know, shown it.
1: Are there is there one sport? I know you're you're big into basketball. I feel like basketball is pretty good at the social media aspect. What about some of the other sports like NFL? or you mentioned a little bit of college football? Like, how are these teams trying to keep up with the new technology, new mobile technology, this check-in trend? Like, how how have you seen that play out?
2: It's definitely good across all leagues. I think every league has a little bit of a niche. NFL does a really good job with that. They use you know quite a few different apps i know that some teams use Yinzcam, y-i-n-z-c-a-m which is more of like taking a virtual picture at the stadium and kind of finding yourself the nice thing about football is that it's like the stadiums are so big so it and there's so many more people there than a basketball game so it really gives you a lot more opportunity to you know engage fans and really use uh, technology to further it
1: how would you envision nba team or an nfl team using this like if they're trying to start out reaching a you mentioned a little bit about deals in the stadium is there anything beyond that that they could try and leverage
2: yeah absolutely you know, just i mean if you look at a you know a one day time frame is 24 hours a game say a basketball game is two and a half hours even three hours and you're looking at maybe an hour you know to get that before that's only four hours out of a day out of 24 hours so the key thing is to you know not only leverage the the consumer during the game but beyond the game as well either before or after so it could be something that you know if you check into the game and your team wins then go across the street to this restaurant show them your check-in and you can get 30 percent off your entire bill or it could be something that hey we saw that you checked in and you know come down to this section you know at halftime. And, you know, we'll give you a free T-shirt or we'll give you a deal on the next game. So I I do really think that not only should you capitalize or not capitalize, but, you know, offer something to the consumer during the game. But you have to connect with them outside the game as well. Pre-game as well, you know, hey, come to the stadium two hours before, you know, we have this set up. Make sure you check in and we'll give you something, you know, and it, it always does. It doesn't always have to be something tangible. Such as tickets or discounts on merchandise or concessions. You know, it's good to offer intangible benefits as well. You know, like hey, if you're one of the first 10 people to check in at the stadium between 6 p.m. and 6:15 p.m., then you can come into the locker room before the game and meet your favorite player. So, you know, offering again, offering some type of reward or some type of benefit to users for checking in is very important.
1: Okay. So what about the, the fans that aren't able to get to the game? Have you thought about that at all? Is there a, I guess you can, it's a little bit less, less tangible. You're not physically at a game, so you can't get a deal at a restaurant or at a concession stand. But what about, say, I'm at home watching an Oklahoma game and I, I'm obviously engaged in it enough that the team or whoever's selling the merchandise would be able to have me as a, sort of a captive audience.
2: Sure. Uh, good question. Uh, yeah, again, I touched upon this in my white paper a little bit that we, discussed i called it a virtual virtual benefit so what that is is exactly as you stated that you know hey say that you're a big chicago bulls fan but you live in montana and you love the bulls and you watch every game but you can't go to the game how can that person be rewarded the nba last season at the beginning of the 2010-2011 season created an app called nba turnstile which actually did just that. So you could actually download the app to your mobile phone and you could either check in from the game or you could check in from home or a bar or wherever you were watching the game outside the stadium and they would actually allow you to build some rewards. You know, saying that, hey, I've watched 10 Bulls games this year from home, even though I live 2,000 miles away. So they should give some sort of benefit. So what the India Turnstile app did is that they offered Discounts from the online team store, and I think that's a really good idea You know saying that you know know that you can't come to the game and it may not be feasible for you to come to the game So offering a discount from the online team store is a good benefit because offering a discount on tickets May not be quite as fitting because it may not be as convenient for you to drive Or fly from 2,000 miles away to go to one game for ticket. That's 20% off. So I think leveraging those fans that watch games from a distance, such as giving discounts from online team stores or giving some sort of other special experience is definitely important.
0: Is this something that you think is, the the whole incentives um, idea, is this something that you think is growing because of the the location's check-in feature or something that's just starting because of this check-in infrastructure?
2: Well, I think incentives in general have always just been part of business. So I think if you're tying it into check-ins, more and more teams are now starting to offer some type of benefit, where so I think in five years you'll start seeing more and more teams. Like you said, there's only one team out of 120 college football teams that offer any discount. So Texas Tech offers a 20% discount at their team store inside the stadium with a force square check-in. So I think just the inherent nature of incentives have always been around, but I think if you can tie it into location-based services somehow, uh, you know, like discounts and meeting players and coaches and locker room access, then that would definitely be a good way to go.
1: So you've talked we've talked a lot about the the sports application of it. Do you see other applications? I know airports was one one of the big check-ins. Are there systems out there or platforms out there that do similar type of services that that you're suggesting for for sports venues? Or is your technology kind of applicable in other other types of of location-based check-in areas?
2: Now, there's quite a lot of different entities and venues that use some type of discount. I know that Foursquare said they've partnered up with over 500,000 uh, merchants, so you know, it could be something as simple as you know going down to your local convenience store and if you spend ten dollars, you save two dollars, or it could be going to a restaurant and you check in and buy fifteen dollars worth of food and you get a free, free. or it could be go to J.C. and check in on Foursquare and you receive 20% off your purchase of $50 or more. So I think the more and more that LBS grows, you're going to start seeing more and more incentives. But even Foursquare does a really good job by partnering with a lot of merchants that offer some type of benefit. And most of the benefits that I've seen are some sort of tangible benefit where it is a discount on merchandise or discount on food or buy one, get one free, things like that. You're also starting to see a lot more, uh, what's called social good, with check-ins, where it could be, hey, check into our location and we'll donate one dollar on your behalf to Boys for Tots, or, you know, check in and we'll donate ten dollars on your behalf to the Salvation Army, up to a thousand. Yeah, I think a lot of more partners or a lot more merchants are starting to use benefits in order to entice customers not only to use LBS, but to come in there and make purchases as well.
0: So it seems like there, there are sort of two main reasons that a, an entity would use some sort of incentive. Uh, one being to get you to go to the place, I guess that works more for, for stores and things where you perhaps would not have gone otherwise, um, unlike, a, unlike a sporting event. But then there's also the, um, the social bit that everyone sees, everyone in your, your social media network has seen that you went to a place. Are they, which, which do you think is, is more important? The kind of, the free advertising that comes with everyone that you know seeing that you're going to a, a shop or a, or a game or the, um, I guess the incentive to get you to go there in the first place?
2: Uh, that's a good question, actually. That's a very good point that you made about almost like, it's almost like what's called check-in bragging or social bragging. It's like, hey, uh, Joe Schmo is at the Madison Square Garden to watch Next take on Kobe Bryant and the Lakers, which is more like, hey, I'm at the game and you're not, so good for me and sucks for you. So, I think the thing also is that it could be more free advertising, but I think at a point, it, you know, even throughout Foursquare, if I check in throughout the day and I see people, you know, I don't say to myself, oh, that guy's at Burger King. Oh man, I'm jealous. I got to go to Burger King. So, yeah, I think the thing is that it could be some sort of free advertising, but I think the key is that a lot of people use it not only to explore their cities where they live or explore new places where they live but to find deals as well and then share those with their friends so uh, it really seems that more um, you know people will be less likely to share that hey i'm at the gas station or i'm at the convenience store or you know the grocery store but they'll be more likely to tell friends hey i'm at soldier field or i'm at staple center you know with an arena even if they're not getting any kind of benefit it's more of just like a bragging point that they're there and you're not so what
1: in the next six months or six months or a year where would you like to see sports shadow and how would you like to change the experience for the fan and the the stadium operator in the in the venue
2: Well, for our site, our number one goal is to increase traffic to the site. So basically, trying just to get as many people as possible to see the site, to look at the site, to you know come back to the site on a regular basis and see the numbers. I think that the key for stadium venue operators and teams would be to see the data and then offer some type of incentive for it. You know, if we can show them, hey, you know, four thousand people checked in on Facebook Places and Foursquare total for your game. And you're really not giving them anything, then there should be an opportunity that, you know, allows for them to capitalize on that. You know, again, like give a reason for checking in. Even if it's just like a dollar off of a hot dog, they may be more likely to buy two or three hot dogs instead of the one that they planned on purchasing initially. So when I was doing the research this summer, I actually asked people that question and people gave some really good suggestions. They were like, hey, you know, maybe we can get a separate check in line, like whenever we go to the stadium. If we can, you know, have like kind of like a VIP, you know, place that we can go through and get into the stadium faster or discounts on parking or, you know, things like that. So, you know, again, I think the more and more that people use LBS, not only to check into stadiums, but into businesses in general, they're really going to start seeing more and more offers. And especially with stadiums, because, you know, just the general sports experience is that you're going to spend three to four hours. Inherently at a game because that's the nature of sport So, you know, if I'm going to be somewhere three or four hours and I've checked in, then it would be good to give some type of reward back to the person. You know, a guy that I interviewed made a good point. He said, even if it's a dollar off of soft drinks, he goes, you know, I'd only get one, you know, I usually only drink one, but if it's a dollar off, you know, I may buy two or three soft drinks just knowing I can get an extra dollar off of them. So I think the key is to again, offer some type of reward or some type of incentive to fans in stadiums, and that would allow for a better experience.
1: Great. That's really interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing how it evolves. So if people want to find out more about you and the and the company in Sports Shadow, where can they look?
2: The best place to look is our website, which is sportsshadow.com. And the website, it's one S in the middle. So it's sportsshadow.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, at Sportshadow. And you can find us on Facebook as well at facebook.com slash sports shadow. You can also follow me on Twitter, which is Tariq underscore Ahmed, So T-A-R-I-Q underscore A-H-M-A-D. And those will be your best places to find out information about the site. If you do have any questions, people always, you know, feel free to send me a tweet, and I'll be happy to get back to them, so. Uh, sportsshadow.com will be the best place to go and you know anyone that would be of interest they'd be interested in it and anyone they could pass it along to is always appreciated.
0: All right, that's the episode. Thank you Tarek and thanks listeners for listening. For links to everything we discussed, you can go to our website sportstechnologypodcast.com and remember to follow us on Twitter at Sports Tech pod. Bye.